Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. Hello, welcome to Lowbrow from Mamma Mia. It's one story, two generations, and so much. What the f? I'm Shannon Finlay. I'm a writer here at Mamma Mia. And I'm Holly Wainwright. I'm an executive editor here at Mamma Mia. And if you don't know, Lowbrow's the show where women from two different generations, Gen X and Gen Z, tell each other stories from the pop culture archives that defined a moment in time. And this week, it's none other than Gen X's very own Holly. Yes. <laughs> Representing Generation X, aka the generation who are old enough to be working at the time <laughs> of this story which is what I was doing. So it's June Mm -hmm. 2006. We are in Sydney, Australia. Shakira's Hips Don't Lie is at number one. Justin Timberlake's Sexy Back is about to knock her off. It was good. Good year. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone's watching the Blue Healers finale. And Paul Robinson getting stuck down a mine on the 5,000th episode of Neighbours. That's where we're at in okay. popular culture. Yeah, I can't say I remember that. No, you, you would have been too little. You wouldn't have been paying attention <laughs> to such things. And I am having a very stressful week. Why is that? Because I work for a gossip magazine mm-hmm. and Sydney is about to host the biggest celebrity wedding in decades. Where I work, we're on the phone to paparazzi. We're trying to get in with the wait staff and the musicians and the caterers. Oh my gosh. Because Nicole Kidman is marrying Keith Urban in Manly today. <laughs> okay, the way you've just described that, I'm like so excited. <laughs> I, I know, feel like right? I was a journalist in 2006. <laughs> It was actually terrible because <laughs> we all knew where it was going to be. Mm-hmm. So it was going to be at the Cardinal Soretti Chapel in Manly at St. Patrick's Estate. So it's like a big sort of enclosed Catholic church area, mm-hmm. has ocean views. It's very harbour, oh, very stunning. Sydney. Yeah, We knew it was going to be there. We didn't know how private it was going to be because when you work in gossip magazines, celebrity weddings, sometimes they sell you the pictures. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, then the privacy is often intense. Don't want any of the competition to get pictures. So they'll have like umbrellas and barricades. But super, super famous people like Nicole Kidman. And in 2006, she was super, super famous. She yeah. obviously had been married and divorced from Tom Cruise. They had a couple of kids. She'd won an Oscar. You know, she was a big, big deal. She's too posh to sell weddings. She isn't selling any weddings. Was she still a redhead? She was a blondy redhead. She was a strawberry strawberry blonde. blonde. Yeah, she was. So we didn't know how much access we were going to get. Anyway, this is what went down. She wore an ivory gown 
So Balenciaga wedding dress, basically. Wow. Floor-length veil. They had only candlelight in the chapel. The bells rang out across Sydney at 6.25 to indicate they'd been married. She had her sister, Antonia, as a matron of honour. Her daughter, Isabella, was a bridesmaid. Her niece, Lucia, was a flower girl. And it was like a royal wedding in that we got our pictures because she drove to the church in a Rolls Royce waving at the crowd. Oh, that's... (laughs) Yeah. Everybody was happy about that. That's so funny. Yeah, I would be in the crowd that day if I wasn't seven. Very famous people were there. Hugh Jackman, Naomi Watts, Deborah Lee Furness, Baz Luhrmann, Russell Crowe, the Murdochs, they were all there. Big deal. They released a photo later that day. There's only one, like, official picture, which is of them cutting the cake. I think they're cutting the cake. And she's wearing her dress and you get to see it, sort of. Right. That's gorgeous. So it was a big deal and we were very busy. It was the big Hollywood wedding. They asked guests not to give presents and instead requested donations to Sydney Children's Hospital. Mm. They had the wedding. Then they went on honeymoon in Fiji where we, when I say we, it wasn't me particularly, but in general, continued to stalk them trying to get pictures in a bikini. And then they went back to where they lived in Nashville to live a happy and peaceful life. Except that that's not really what happened. That's not what happened? Well, it was a rockier road than we imagine. And this is a tabloid scandal that you've probably forgotten mm-hmm. or didn't know or rightly thought, well, that's not really a tabloid scandal. But it was at the time. Okay. Because they got married and Nicole had said that she loves being married. In fact, she's on the record as saying she really likes to get married first and then get to know people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fine. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, some people do that. <laughs> We were all pitching them as the perfect couple. And then just a couple of months later, so that was June and this Mm. is October, Urban goes into rehab for relapsing on his addiction to alcohol, cocaine, including crack. Now, the thing about Keith Urban is his public persona now is like he's the nicest guy in the world, right? Have you seen him on The Voice and things? Kenda, you reduced me to tears. Thank you. Oh, Keith. (laughs) I think it's all about family yeah. and love. I'm a really big fan of I him. I love him. Yeah. Like, I love him. Yeah. What's right? your favourite song? The only songs of his I really know are the ones about Nicole Kidman. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like the one, Blue Ain't Your Colour. I'm a country girl at heart. Yeah. I'm in Nashville with oh, them right now, actually. Bless. Bless. <laughs> So we know him as that wonderful man, and he is clearly a wonderful man, but he's got a troubled past, like many Mm. rock stars do. I had no idea. So before he married Kidman, he had already been sober, officially sober for several years because he'd been in rehab twice for alcohol, cocaine addiction. He's spoken quite openly about it, said Mm. there were times when he was, you know, addicted to crack, there were times when he was partying really hard. It had already cost him a couple of relationships, including he was in a long-term relationship with Nikki Taylor, who's a famous model. He said, I'd go to sleep, I'd wake up and go at it all again. I remember thinking I was probably going to die and I'm not going to make it till tomorrow and I'm actually fine with that. He had been in a dark place Mm. and then he was sober. He got sober, worked hard, married Kidman, Nicole. Our Nicole, we should call her. And then, like many, many addicts before him, he had a relapse. Mm-hmm. And it was Kidman who sorted him out. So she was filming in Kosovo in mid-2006. So she was busy filming in Kosovo, but she was promoting a movie in Rome. So she was away. 
and he had been touring and he said he went off the rails. He said, I hadn't considered to myself that I needed help in a new direction in my life. When she found out about what had happened, that Keith had fallen off the wagon, she booked a flight straight away back to the States and got some of his friends together. And he's spoken about this. This is on the record. I'm not like Mm. peeking behind curtains and arranged an intervention. Soon enough, Keith was sitting in their living room surrounded by his wife and a group of people who loved him. And he said the love in that room in that moment. I don't know why I've given him an American accent now. He sings an American accent. (laughs) Was just right, he told Oprah later. Mm. To see love in action in that way, I've never experienced anything like it before. So he goes straight into the Betty Ford Clinic. And I had to make a decision which road I was going to take once and for all. Mm -hmm. People say the definition of insanity is doing the same thing, expecting different results. And I had done that repeatedly again and again and... I got to that crossroads where I said, I've been here before. I know exactly what goes on at this place. If I don't surrender, I know where I go. Mm -hmm. The reality is I don't know where I go if I surrender. So maybe if I really want to be courageous and adventurous, let's take the road less traveled this time. He said, I was very, very blessed to have Nick call an intervention on me, he told Rolling Stone. He was ready to make a decision on the road he was going to take once and for all. And he had shows booked and he cancelled them and all those things. Meanwhile, the trash bags like myself back at the gossip magazines could not believe our luck because ultimately we prey on human misery. That's mm-hmm. what we did and still do to a point. Like mm-hmm. big news when celebrities break up, when celebrities go into rehab, when celebrities are having a hard time with their mental health, we're all like, oh, let's write about that. Yeah. <laughs> and we've learned many lessons about how to do it and how not to do it, but certainly at that time we didn't really care. Mm-hmm. We just thought this was kind of exciting. So there were no guidelines back then? Oh, there were guidelines. but like, Oh, okay. So no punishment? Well, I mean, who's going to punish you? It's not that it's not true. It's not that you're lying. Like when a story like this was happening and it was real, like obviously there are privacy boundaries around paparazzi, but Mm. I remember there were pictures allegedly of Nicole Kidman driving Keith Urban to rehab. And then as very often happens in these situations, because Keith Urban, before he married Nicole Kidman, he was famous, but he was only famous in like a country music way. And when he married her, he became like globally famous. And so a lot of people from his past came out and said, oh, I'll sell you a story about how wild times were with oh. Keith back in the day. I don't mean me personally. Yeah, no. <laughs> I wasn't making those deals. <laughs> but a lot of people were happy to capitalise on this new story and they were like, she must be worried he's going to cheat on her. She must be worried that he's, you know, he was doing drugs all along and he's been lying to her and all these things. Of course, the story that came from them was that, It was their love. It was Nicole's love that had really helped Keith realise that he needed help. Mm -hmm. They released a statement that said Keith Urban voluntarily admitted himself into a treatment rehabilitation centre last night with his wife by his side. And he said, I deeply regret the hurt this has caused Nicole and all the ones who love and support me. You can never let your guard down on recovery and I'm afraid that I have. With the strength and unwavering support I am blessed to have from my wife, family and friends, I'm determined and resolved to have a positive outcome. And the thing is, is guess what? He did because Urban has, as far as anybody knows, been sober ever since and they've just celebrated their 15th wedding anniversary. Oh, that makes me teary. I just love him. I love her but I love Keith Urban. They didn't just survive it but they went on to become one of the most loved up couples in Hollywood, right? So 
We all know that people like to take the piss out of how in love they are because they're always like pouring at each other and licking they're a each bit other. Cringy, yeah. <laughs> Some of their lovely quotes include the fact that every single night Keith's away, he leaves her a love letter. Oh, every single night of our relationship, she says it keeps us close. That's a lot of work. Just do a FaceTime call, babe. <laughs> Send a text. <laughs> she says he's amazing. I'll do anything for that man, she says. Anything. And he says of the moment he met her, it wasn't life changing. It was life beginning. It was literally oh. like, oh, the tears are going to keep oh coming. Oh, my God, Jack. yeah. <laughs> it wasn't life changing. It was life beginning. It was literally like, okay, life starts. Meanwhile, again, back in Trashland. Sorry, can I get a tissue? I love that Shan's crying. I don't know what's happening to me. I think me. it's very, it's lovely. It's a lovely story. I just didn't people. know that he struggled at all. Oh, yeah. Oh. The thing I love about this story is it's despite the best efforts mm. of everybody who wanted to tear them down. So yeah. the Mags had done all the rehab stories, all the drink and drug stories, all the he's going to be a cheating, no good, whatever stories, and that didn't work. And so then we turned our attention to, well, are they going to have any babies? Because we all know, like, Nicole Kidman has a problem having babies. Oh! <laughs> I know. That's right? so horrible. When I was a baby journalist in celebrity world, there were lots of really horrible rumours about Kidman and fertility. Mm. Again, it was something that people would write these stories about those struggles in a way that I think because there probably weren't enough women who were talking about it, letting mm. people know how that felt. Everybody speculated about why her children with Tom Cruise were adopted, why she hadn't had her own babies in inverted commas. And she's spoken really openly since about the fact that she struggled to have children. Mm. And she was 39 when she married Keith Urban. So everyone's like, TikTok, you know, like in the way that they do. Weren't a lot of celebrities in the 90s adopting, like Angelina? Yes, it was. Madonna. Adoption was quite cool and acceptable of course and of course it's acceptable that's the wrong word but like as in loads of celebrities did it yeah and we've done another lowbrow episode about Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise Mm. but because of all the rumors that swirled around Tom Cruise everyone was like there's something else going on Mm. you know there's something else going on that why they can't have babies and it was really mean really really mean Anyway, again, Nicole Kidman doesn't give a f- what the tabloids say about her. She was 39 when she married Keith Urban. They went through their issues. They've remained really strong, as we know. She had Sunday Rose, her baby, in 2008. And then that we used a surrogate to have Faith Margaret in 2010. And she said if she'd have met him younger and started having babies with him younger, she would have given him four babies because she loves him so much. But he says four. he's quite happy with two. Four's very exact. But seriously, over in magazine world, she's had more miracle babies than Jennifer Aniston, and that's a lot. I'm just going to give you just a few snapshots on the kind of covers that this couple have weathered. So over here we've got Nicole Kidman, we're having a baby boy. To our knowledge, Nicole Kidman has never had a baby boy. (laughs) We've had lots of miracle babies, but they seem to have gotten divorced many times according to the tabloids. Their $413 million divorce over here... Their $270 million divorce over here. Where did the $200 million go? That's what I want to know. It's over why I had to end it, says Nicole over here. In quote marks. Yep. Did Keith cheat over here on Life and Style? And People Magazine, Keith struggled to get sober. So they have weathered all the tabloid storms. Mm. But the thing I love about Nicole Kidman 
is she is a class act. In closing, in my story about Keith Urban and Nicole Kidman and the, the storms they have weathered together, she has lived a tabloid life of many eras, right? Mm-hmm. She's had like a Tom Cruise era, then she had her divorcee era and she dated like Lenny Kravitz and she won her Oscar and she was really out there. Oh, yeah. Lenny Kravitz. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Google like it. dated mm-hmm. a lot of beautiful, famous women. And then she has had her Keith Urban era, which persists to this her day. Best. She has not as yet done a tell-all book, documentary or podcast series about her life. I'm waiting. She is still making work that she loves. She seems to have a very healthy divide between like work, Nicole, and home life in Nashville, Nicole. Mm. And she never seems to whinge about any of this, which is interesting because she would have a lot to whinge about if she chose. I would have a whinge with Oprah. For sure, if I was Nicole. Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move, and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. The rumours go because, of course, what we like in Gossip Magazine were the rumours. So the rumours were always that her very famous divorce settlement from Tom Cruise involved a very, very strict non-disclosure agreement. So there's no way she could talk about that and that's what everyone would want to talk about. Yeah. Her two children from that marriage live overseas and she doesn't see them that much. I mean, I'm sure they're all fine, but people love to speculate that there are Mm. lots of issues there. And there are also rumours that her prenup with Keith involved a you-must-stay-sober clause, which obviously was enacted. Yeah. But there are all kinds of stories about the legalities of maybe why she doesn't spill, but maybe why she doesn't spill is because she's a classy lady. What did we learn? What have you learnt? We've learnt that Australians are super, super classy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. I feel like Australians don't love to go and run to the media publications. I feel like they're pretty, I wouldn't say classy. Discreet. Yes, discreet's the perfect word. Thank you, Holly. And I would also say that Keith is just an incredible man. I'm so proud of him. And Nicole's just, ugh. Behind a great man, there's an even better woman. When you watch him on The Voice and stuff, you think you can't fake that. And if you do fake yeah. that, you're very good at it. Whenever someone doesn't pick Keith for The Voice, I get so angry. <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me? He's probably the most successful. He has a really hot wife. Like, why wouldn't you pick him? Like, he's awesome. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah, I get really, really mad. That seems to be the most important point. Pick yes. Keith because he's famous and he has a hot wife. And he's also a really good singer. And now I know that he's gone through things. I never knew that he went through things. Yeah, so it's quite beautiful. There we go. That was today's Generation X history lesson for you. The history of Nicole Kidman, Keith Urban and the post-wedding rehab. I think that tops my uh, favourite episode, which was the Princess Mary one. (laughs) You're such a sucker for a love story. You're such a romantic. I love it. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Lowbrow. Next week, it's my turn to break down a defining pop culture moment. If you've got a topic you want us to cover on Lowbrow, you can email us at podcast at Mamma Mia or call our pod phone on 02 899 9386.
The executive producer of Lowbrow is Talisa Pizzazz with audio editing by Leah Porges. Bye! Bye.